Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Good morning, everybody. Three minutes till the afternoon. And uh, today's message, I think, is going to uh, be delicate, so I want to craft my words carefully, and so I've definitely taken time to, to craft them and write them in a way um, that I want to be true to uh, what I believe God wants to say to you in a way that is going to be profitable where he wants to take you. Does anybody remember disaster transport when it dropped at Cedar Point? It was awesome. You know, you enter a roller coaster inside. If you've never been on disaster transport at Cedar Point, it's an indoor, you know, inside roller coaster. And when you're waiting in line, you, uh, they have all these black lights. And so you get to see your clothing in a way that you hadn't seen before. And for me, I have three fake teeth. And this is before I've upgraded to veneer teeth. So I have now Hollywood grade teeth. And back then though, they, with just being, them being caps and crowns, the black lights expose them. And there's, it looks like I have nothing there. So you're waiting in line and everyone's just staring at me. It's like, yo, what's up? I'm like, what's good, man? You know? Dude, your teeth are gone. I was like, oh man, right? All the impurities are just kind of being shown. And, and I think today is like that. I think God wants to take us on a trip. He wants to take us on a roller coaster. I think we're in the waiting line to a place that can feel scary and vulnerable. And we've titled this uh, Inner Space, our black hole, the black hole of our soul. To take the trip to the farthest, the scariest, not the Bermuda Triangle, but our own souls. The deep inside work that God wants to do today. In 3 John chapter 3, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I think for someone here, you gotta, you gotta just rest there, maybe. I, I wanna pause there. Beloved. Beloved. That means you're super loved by God. You need to come, you need to jump into the text like that today. Like, I'm there. Let's love. You are loved this morning. So now, you wanna hear what's happening as a kid loved. I pray that all may go well with you, that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. It's one thing to be doing good, even healthy, but it actually comes from this involuntary place of your soul. The word meaning there is, 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 is if it's a breath. Think of your soul like breathing. Some say, uh, are we a body that has a soul? Actually, we're a soul that has a body. So the same way, you're breathing now, you know, breathe. One of the things I love about this uh, Apple Watch here is it tells me to breathe throughout the day. Breathe. For real, focus on your breathing right now. What's God want to speak to you? In your soul. Breathe. In your soul. The involuntary place of your life. It's just happening all the time. And if we're not careful, the outside show can look so good, but the inside soul could just be dying. God wants to grow the deepest parts of us this morning. My soul has been good this week. Uh, on multiple reasons, one of which um, Zach came in town on Friday night, and, and uh, I just, uh, just want to cry even saying that. I just, sorry. Um, 
And in between services, just talking back there, I was like, okay, I'm ready to cry, bye. And uh, <laughs> anyways, it's been so awesome because, you know, friends and family, it's important. And last week we talked about removing all barriers and obstacles to get close to God and get close to people. God's always trying to do that. The bad news is trying to do the exact opposite, make you run from God and run from people, isolate. And so as we're on this exploration journey with Jesus taking us to far distant galaxies, everyone signs up for let's do it. But what about traveling here is how it happens in us, that it goes well with our soul. In Psalm 131, David writes this in verse two, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. A weaned child, very close. David being a king, he knows prolific victories. He's got all access to all of the world has to offer in that present day for, that he's living in. And if you think about that, here he is saying, calm, quiet, close, like a weaned child. Very, very close is his soul. A quiet soul. This morning, what would that look like? To breathe quietly. Just be so, it's the resting heart rate. You familiar with that? Your resting heart rate is um, many times a snapshot of how healthy you are. So someone can actually be really healthy but not have a good resting heart rate. Athletes have a very low resting heart rate. And so I've learned these things now. Here's your resting heart rate. And, and when pressures happen, it's higher. How you feel on the inside affects everything. Your hands, your feet, your fingernails, the way you look, all of it. We have to do some soul work today. Inner space, the black hole of our soul. Use the metaphor of black hole because people say in space, you know, they got these huge holes, black holes, and when you enter them, it's just this never-ending, endless, torturous, just vacuum. This goes there and to just exist forever. And that can feel like, well, I don't want to go on the inside of me because if I go there really deep, it's just endless and it's just oh, forever exhausting. So where do we start? I think there's a practical illustration out of Matthew 7 of how we look at this. And it says in verse 7, judge not that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brothers, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And I believe it's done gently, very gently. When you catch somebody in sin, gently try to restore them. This is the lawyer-judge kind of heartbeat here. When we um, get caught in sin, we become the lawyer. When we catch somebody else, we love playing the judge. And Jesus is saying, wait, wait, wait. We got to focus first on the hardest person to control. There's only one person you'll be able to control. And it's the hardest person to control and know. And that person is ourself. Period. That's it. That this is kind of gospel 101 all the time. We'll get with them. Jesus, look at you. What are they doing? Hey, what are we doing? But, oh, hey, you know, right? This is this constant therapy that wants to take place right here. We want to control things. Got any control freaks in the room? 
My kids don't listen to me. After the first time I talk to them, I'm like, hey, come here. I said it once. If I say it again, I'm trying to teach you something because if I have to repeat myself over and over, when God speaks to you, you won't be ready for that. And so who in the Bible, when God spoke to them, they didn't listen? Jonah. You're right, son. He got swallowed by what? A whale. Exactly, son. So what do you need to do? Listen to you, dad. Exactly. And I don't have as much patience as the Lord. <laughs> you want to teach your kids to listen the first time. God has been trying to get us to listen the first time all the time. He wants to control us so bad because he recognizes if he gets complete control, ooh, he's got a steady hand. He knows how he drives. He knows where he takes you. First place we have to go if we really want to go deep. And, and when I say uh, choosing carefully the words here, and here's the weight I feel and the conviction I feel for you in me, is that we're in this thing together, and I'm not just thinking about who's present. I'm thinking about who's not here. Who's in your sphere of influence that you care about or that you love or that you are going to meet even tomorrow or in the future? And then whose kids' kids are one day we're going to get to meet or even friends' friends? And, and it's way bigger than just us sitting right here. The gravity, you, and you feel that. It's, whoo, it's powerful. Because if we just make decisions on today... We're going to think a lot differently. We're going to survival mode, thrive mode. Let's do now, benefit, oh, partake, come on. Ain't drink and be merry. Forget about the rest. But if we're feeling a, a stewardship that's preparing for people that we've never even met yet, we're carrying a certain level of conviction to that. And it's awesome. So we're preparing because we believe we're going farther. And our reach will go further than we could ever do on our own. So there is this divine conviction, I believe, in city life that says, okay, we don't, we're not just jumping into these tasks. We want to create space because we're trying to travel really far. We want to see Lansing reflect all that God has for. For real. That God, um, why not, Lansing? He wants to do something great here. First way to uh, unlock kind of this soul journey is you have to face yourself. And I don't know if you've seen these. Have you seen these things? This is, um, these are the magnifying get ready. Um, and you get to find out yourself really, really close. It's like a telescope on your blackhead, right? And, <laughs> and you know, it's been an interesting journey with the beard thing going on. And now I get, oh, you're young for five kids. You're in your 30s though, right? And I was like, never got 30s before. And one time talking to Tina, talk about, I was like, yeah, some people think I'm young and stuff. She's like, well, they can kind of tell if they get close to you because you got wrinkles around your eyes that you're, you're in your 30s. So I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then there's another level when you look at this thing, you look really close. She's like, woohoo. Okay. Neutrogena um, sensitive skin lotion isn't helping as, as good. Now, I'm closer to 50 than I am 20. I was riding in this morning with Devin thinking he could be my son. I mean, it's possible. What could have happened in my teenage years? You know, you never know. And and so I got to prepare a little differently thinking in legacy mode. Who, who needs this this morning? You want to give this away to a nice lady. Who needs this right here? That's the first one I saw. You want this thing to get ready? Okay, is this, are you guys in the same household? No? Okay, then you get, but you're going to use it? You're going to share it once in a while? Okay, all right. Um, it's lighted too. And uh, so extra exposing. When you think about facing yourself though, it can be brutal and there's some examples we have this in our society. Maybe somebody who's done some deep soul work could be as if uh, the monks, quiet, calm. Yoda. Yoda, Yoda, he was. He got it. 
Obi-Wan was trying to calm down Anakin. Anakin, I mean, it makes you cry. You can just see the seeds of the dark side. Isn't it crazy that Satan uses those seeds? You can see it start. If you look back at your life, when he started to lead you astray, it was never big. It was one degree, two degree. Just next thing you know, how am I here? How am I here? To face ourselves, we have these shadows in us all the time. And it's casting, and we, we aren't aware of them. And the shadows, we don't see, but other people are affected by them. Generationally, we have a kind of baggage that we carry, and it takes a, a, a long time to get sanctified. So we get saved. Thank you, God. Brand new. But we're not Superman overnight. And it takes a process, and that's what's hard and it's difficult because in us, in the shadows that we cast, we've been filling it with a whole bunch of junk. That's why we've turned to partying sometimes, anger, greed, talking, negative about people. Sometimes it's just good old-fashioned, the origins of, of the way we were raised. And to take a healthy look and think, well, okay, here's the impact my family had. Here's the impact I'm having on somebody, my friends, my coworkers people who work for me. And to let it happen can be difficult because it's not easy to look at your shadows, it's not easy to, to, to be self-aware. But when you're face-to-face -face with yourself, what you find is some wicked things. You're in the mirror. You might find, okay, the root was lust, but now it's leading to pornography. The root was anger, but now it's leading to outbursts of those that I love most. The, the root is that I want to be affirmed, but it's leading to me talking negative to the people around me because really I want attention and we all long to belong. And so we find ourselves trying to kind of coping through life, through the inner space of, of how we were brought up. Do you have some coping mechanisms this morning? Kind of some self-defense preservation things that if somebody gets real close, ah, don't touch that. Okay, don't. If you find yourself defending really quickly when someone talks to you about something, it's probably a good time you gotta do some soul work in that area. It's very difficult. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Shh, be still. I know it can be challenging. I wrote in my notes here, it's, um, it's, it's, it's hard to be alone. Sometimes we're, we're afraid to be alone. That's why the bar feels so cool. Pay money to have fake friends, you know? But it's cool for a little bit. We're good at hiding, putting portraits over the holes in our house. And some of us, we've seared the consciousness of how bad we've gotten abused. There's, there's women here that have gotten abused probably in, in, in ways emotionally, physically, spiritually even. And it's so hard to even begin to talk about it because you keep thinking it's gonna revert back to the pain. And you haven't ever been in a safe place with a good doctor. And, it, and there's kind of like post-traumatic stress that some of us carry. I mean, we don't even remember. You know, people throughout their life as they get older, sometimes they'll remember something that happened as a kid. It's crazy. Because we have a survival kind of, you know, just default mechanism that keeps us safe because it hurts to let the soul work take place. And even some of us, we can't think of doing this face-to-face -face journey because we find ourselves complaining so much and we're complaining at people. But in Exodus 16, 8, I think is pertinent for us. We're not complaining and grumbling against people. We're complaining and grumbling against God many times. Well, why didn't it happen on my timeline? Wrong question. 
What do I need to learn? Good question, right? It's completely different. Max Lucado has a quote here. The power of confession lies not with the person who makes it, but with the God who hears it. We don't need more willpower this morning. We need a higher power. I think it starts with us, before we even talk dreams, because it's like, oh, well, yeah, I want to unlock myself, my truest identity. and Yeah, but um, you first have to let your ankle heal if it's sprained before you run. Yeah, but who cares? No, no, your ankle is sprained. You got gangrene. We gotta, we're going to have to cut it off if we're not careful here. Look, it kill you. Oh, it doesn't matter. Don't. Wait, the doctor's here this morning. He's Dr. J. His finger rolls better than Julius Irving. It's Dr. Jesus. It's a safe place. But somebody's got to declare war this morning. You got to make war with the sin that's in you, that's in us, that's in me. We got to make war. And I want to lead us to one of my favorite worship songs of all time by the great apostle Tadashi. Check it out. I hear so many Christians murmuring about their imperfections and their failures and their addictions and their shortcomings. And I see so little war. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Why am I this way? Make war! Bang with me for bang, bang for bang with me. Never playing games like this. This thing can get risky. So man, if you in Christ, take up your cross quickly. Never give up. 
Korea. Make war, friends. Your life is worth it. On this journey, traveling to inner space, the black hole of our soul, we need to learn God's voice over Satan's voice. Because if we're not careful, we'll start to mistake condemnation as we'll think that the Lord's mad at you when really it's conviction. The Lord wants to transform you. You'll think, ah, oh, well, I'm discouraged today. I need to go earn God's love. No, beloved, remember? Beloved. You're new in Jesus. And the growth happens. I feel like God's saying this. The growth happens, and you won't always see it instantly, but others will see it. You don't, I mean, you don't recognize. I mean, I grew an inch last week. You didn't recognize it. I didn't finish the sentence spiritually. Ha <laughs> ha. You. I push rhymes like, wait, okay. Thank you, Ice Cube. Dude, Jesus loves him. Come on, thank you. God's voice is protecting, correcting, convicting, disciplining even. In Hebrews 12, 10 through 11, it says, for they disciplined us for a short time, talking about fathers, boy, listen to me, first word, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines for our good that we may share his holiness. Don't be scared of that word. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. To be trained, to be disciplined. This morning, will you burn the lie of happiness? God isn't interested in our happiness as much as he's interested in our holiness. Holiness leads to joy everlasting, which is way better than happiness for a moment. Why, why, why? Way, way better. Way better. Be encouraged today. The God who's leading you on this journey, he wants to restore an Eden-like experience where everything was perfect and pleasant and delightful. That's the nature of God. And that's where we're all moving towards the new city. Heaven is our home. That's how he works. A little bit of how this has worked for me is my inner space journey. And I, and I, disclaimer on this introduction for this section would be this, that as you hear this, this isn't yours, but there could be something in it for you. And it's vulnerable. It's not always easy to talk about, okay, what's God teaching me and how's he teaching me? And, um, and really, it's not about me, but I know this that God has been doing this in me and our team, and he's doing this in many of us, and it's a great exercise as we look forward to what he wants to do through us for the city. We gotta prepare, because we're trying to break new atmospheres. And as I took some time to go on a retreat in November and be still before the God, I thought it would be filled with a lot of goals. You know, calendar, here's where we're planning. Let me get the X's and O's down. Let's talk about how we're going to multiply and dominate, basically. Operation takeover for Jesus Christ. And it's going to be great. And the first day, though, he was just completely hitting me on pause. Completely. Telling me, slow down. And it wasn't even like do less. It was more the heart. Because if you slow down, I'm going to be able to talk to you louder. I'm like, okay, 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 I get it. Are we done yet? 
okay, we're moving on this journey. And getting to a place where just being still and knowing that he's God. And on that, he started doing some deep soul work, <laughs> shadow, origin, family work. I was thinking there when I'm four, first time I saw an inappropriate image, and Beverly Hills Cop and uh, VHS. You know that weird moment, you, you, you see something you're not supposed to, you don't know, do you tell somebody, do you not? And, you just kinda, and, uh, and I'm like, God, we've broken through these barriers, why are we even talking about this? And he, he, it's like he wanted to do deeper soul work, and then he's kind of pulling out, he's like, see, so you know the battle of lust throughout your life? That, that's kind of, look at how the picture kept growing, and I'm trying to go deeper there because I'm trying to expand where we're going to go. And then it started taking me to episodes of anger outbursts and thinking, this is not fun. This is not what I pictured like retreat. Come on, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, I felt like, look at when you failed, look at when you did, look. And was, you know, and it was difficult, but there was this weird, unique piece that said that I was in the, the, the right surgeon's hands, that I was in the right operating room. And it was, um, these are layers that I've experienced radical freedom in, but there was even more freedom there. You don't ever graduate growing with God. And I think that's why God uses agricultural illustration to talk about how we connect with him. We're seeds planted, right? Grow as you're rooted and built up in the faith in him because we're living. It doesn't just happen. Done. Yep, got that one box check. Thank you, God. Spent time with you. Good for the next 20 years. God wants to take us on these places. He wants to, us to explore with him because where he's trying to take us, it's so worth it. So as this was happening, he even tried to, he even pulled to the surface a deep level of insecurity. And I saw, I got online and I saw like another ministry that was dominating and I felt like the comparison game. I was like, oh, we're horrible, you know? And uh, he's like, why do you, and I just stopped. And I started asking a different question. Why do I feel that way sometimes? And he started teaching me more and more and pouring out identity. And over the last 14 years, he's given me words and I put them in journals and kind of crafted them. And over time it's evolved and it's, it's been, it, it's this working file. So it's a draft still, but as it gets kind of deeper, it looks more beautiful of who he's called me to be. And some of the things he spoke on this trip together was he spoke a slow soul is pro he spoke, a healthy me leads to a healthy everything. If I fly higher to be who I am, I will see where we need to go. He reminded me of a sermon by Stephen Furtick where he talks about harvest work is worth it because people love the harvest. Oh, yeah, let's get the harvest, partake. Yeah, you guys, it's really hard having kids. It's nuts. Shout out to Crystal. She, you know, no, no, no knock on anybody that maybe had uh, pain meds, but she straight up went, you know, Jesus gangster in the moment. Her pain tolerance, it was supernatural divine of God. Her pain tolerance is the lowest of any human I've ever came in contact with. You know, you bump her, she's like, ah! I'm like, what are you? But in the, in the moment, having a baby, she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, what? This is awesome, okay? Super crazy deep. Having kids is, is not easy. Shout out to every mom. It's made it happen, all of us that were here. We came through a painful birthing process. The inner soul work of us will be painful, but it leads to a training that's holy. He spoke to me to ask bigger, to ask as if there's a king that owns everything. Sometimes we ask so small, God, pay my bills, pay my bills. God, give me an idea 
that could pay everyone's bills in this room? I don't know. You just ask different, just, just, I'm wondering. He reminded me to trust God. Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean onto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment for your bones. This verse has came to me so many different times because I think that at some point I'd probably put myself in the king's chair because I like control. But he just says one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time, because as he's in control, he can then mold somebody who has great ambition, but use it in a way that will profit many. I pray that this uh, ripples into um, every area of your life. And then out of this kind of exercise with God came a lot of fun, a lot of dreaming, a lot of great ideas, one of which we're not going to share until February 11th on Vision Sunday. That's the plug. T.D. Jakes, in an interview with Furtick, he talks about that um, his confidence comes from dating himself. Furtick says, you're so confident. Where do you get that? He goes, oh, I know myself so well. I know everything that's wrong with me, and I know how God loves me. I date myself often. I just think I date myself more than most people. And you could take that in, in a way that says, well, when I date myself, I find so much brokenness. Well, yeah, that's how Satan talks. Have you replaced it with how God talks? He finds the wounds and then he heals them up and he shows off the scars for his stars of those are my kids. Look, the Jacob God, that's what he does. When we were down in uh, Alabama, Crystal and I got the honor and privilege to represent you. They asked us to be coaches for the Association of Related Churches, which is uh, a big word for a big phrase of to name their ARC. That's what they call it. It's ARC Church and Plant. It's one of the largest, fastest growing church planting organizations in the world. And that's what we're a part of. It's an honor and a high privilege to go through that process, get affirmed, get stamped, and then plant here in Lansing, Michigan and be a life-giving church. And so we got asked to be coaches which basically means sit there and be hype man for Jesus to kind of pour out into other people to help them discover and, and, and be free in the fullness of their dreams for their city. And as we were down there, I was uh, impressed by some of the leadership. They, their, their humility is profound. And these are guys, one guy, there's a church is 15,000 people, you know, I mean, start, they all got the story. I started out in a shed and only, you know, my neighbor came and because I paid him to cook the barbecue and, and you're sitting there and my favorite story that was this. He talked about how an all pro wide receiver hires a trainer in the summer and then he stops the trainer halfway through the session and says, you aren't coaching me like a rookie. I paid you to come here but you better coach me like a rookie or we're not gonna continue these sessions. He says, you're coaching me as if I've already been all pro. I wanna be coached like I'm a rookie because then I'll get the most out of the session. I love that. I think God is telling us when we face ourselves face to face, if we say to God, man, coach me like a rookie. We, have, we haven't graduated anything. Coach me like a rookie. Because as a rookie, you'll start to see the logs that have developed in your eye. You remember these magic eye things as a kid? The, uh, these pictures, you could see things through them. I thought they were the neatest thing. You could put them on your wall and if you look closely, you could, you could unlock it. Who here could do those? You know, some people couldn't. We won't expose you, but we'll just, talk, just 
celebrate your friends. And this one in particular, you can't see because the pixel and the ratio is sitting where you're at. But if you look past what you see, it actually says, I love you. This is the first one I Googled and pulled up. I'm like, that is so cool. Because when you look past yourself, you actually see Christ and he's saying, I love you. And so here you are on this journey, the black hole of your soul, and then you're with the one who can take you anywhere and he's affirming you. Like, yeah, see past yourself and see Christ. If we don't know how much God loves us, we will always have a tough time loving others, period. We will always have a tough time loving others. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46, the message puts uh, one through three like this. God is a safe place to hide, ready to help when we need him. We stand fearless at the cliff edge of doom, courageous in the sea storm and earthquakes. And for the be still and know that I'm God, it says, step out of traffic, take a long loving look at me, your high God, above politics, above everything. That sounds like to me, it sounds like a soundproof room with just you and Jesus. And no matter what's going on in the whirlwind around you, you can't be faced. Unstoppable. The confidence you get with spending with God is, is prolific. With Dr. J, remember this. When you let Jesus sin, you have to give him full control. Let Jesus have full control today. Ask him the questions. Stuff that feels uncomfortable. If you find yourself in a season where maybe you're, you, don't, you feel uncomfortable even when you talk, great, learn and listen. It was as if a switch activated when God wanted me to speak. Because there was a season when all I did is just listen and learn and took notes and ask questions, for real. And there would be times when I would try to speak, and it, it, it felt fish out of water. Has anyone ever been there? Your gift isn't fully manifested yet, but you're having trying, you're kind of training wheels, you mess up. And that's okay, use it, God's with you, but he's preparing you for something greater. Because if the journey is worth it, then you wanna get the fuel right. I'm not trying to go on a spaceship with enough fuel to get to the clouds. I wanna let it cure so that we can break into new places. We're gonna close here. And uh, the third point we have this morning for you is just receive new life in, in our souls. When you spend time with God, you receive things and you receive new life. There's healing and there's comfort. I bring us back to the black hole because the black hole is a great metaphor because for, for long it was always thought that this was the place of never ending nothing. But there's been some new physicists and scientists that their theory is, Stephen Hawkins wrote a paper a few years ago and said that once we thought stuff entered it, it would go into this endless abyss, never, you know, never to be found again, almost like torturous. Sounds like hell. But yet now it's believed that it births in a new universe into a place unknown that we don't see. I'm thinking, that's exactly like what inner soul work is like. You don't know the results, but you trust the one who's leading you 
And it's, it's not a hole that leads to nowhere. It's actually in the midst of fear. I'm about to ride this ride. But yet you take a step and a step, and then you find out, wow, we grew, God. And he's celebrating you, and then he champions you to a whole new universe. And that's not to get super spiritual or super silly, but isn't that what happens throughout all the people who walk with Jesus? They, they get new life. They get identity. They fall messed up. God reaffirms them. They get back. They start going places by faith. God does signs and wonders through them, but it's just God who's getting the glory the whole time. And every time they start to mess up, God sends a messenger to remind them, hey, it's about me and my kingdom. What are you doing? Why are you being silly? Why are you getting into the nonsense? Why are you being insecure? Let's go on this mission. And they're always on that process of the inner space. Well, what about them? Why don't we focus on you? And as we focus on you, it'll change your setting. What my setting didn't change. Well, it changed you and then you change your setting. You're the light, you're the salt, you're preserving things around you. It's so beautiful when you let God speak because Satan's trying to speak all the time. Turn him off. He's a punk. For real. It says he's under our feet. Do you know when he was destroyed, it's a fatal blow. That's what happened on the cross. Fatal blow. Not just one that kind of bruised him for a moment. No, fatal. It's done. We just get the manifestation later. So we're in the birthing pain process. The earth is groaning until the day when we will breathe completely free as it is well with our souls. I want to pray for us this morning. And uh, I know there's a, a, a boatload of people here that have got all kinds of junk. And the reason I know, because I'm one of those boatload of people. So I don't think there's a person here that can't get it this morning. Holy Spirit wants to give it to you in a new way. And first, I want to speak to somebody. You don't know Jesus. You came in this place thinking, uh, is this God thing real? And I would say this. The good news is that Jesus died for all of your brokenness, all of your failures, all of your wounds. And he gives new life freely to anybody who will accept it and receive it as a gift. It's called grace. And we receive that gift by believing in faith. And he stands alone in comparing all gods you look at all gods and you see, wow, everyone has some type of plan, maybe for afterlife or what life looks like or what's the handbook, show me the assignments. And they all come with a lot of work and effort though. But this good news over here says, I'll never be good enough, but yet he was good enough for me and I get him for free and I get a brand new start, new life. I'm in fact a new creation, period. I'm in. That's what Jesus offers. It's as simple as that. And he offers it. And he offers it freely. I was talking to somebody in between services, and they said, it's just so great that, um, you know, sometimes we think uh, we got to dress up for God. And he's just so great that we don't have to dress up. He goes, but if we want to dress up, we can here. I said, that's, of course. If you want to wear a tie, that's awesome. But I love the, the verbiage there because it was the access that Jesus provides in the freedom that he provides. Because we don't get cleaned up for him. He's the one who cleans us up from within.
God, as we take inventory in our hearts right now, we're trusting the master surgeon who needs no malpractice insurance because you never make mistakes. And for some of us, we haven't been quiet in so long. We don't even know what it feels like again. And right now, I pray that all the voices that are competing against the stillness in the soul breathing would fade. The hardest parts in our hearts, the hurts, the shadows, the family origin, the generational nonsense, I pray today that you'll continue to do deep work that will last for days and months and years until we meet you. And that we'll be on this journey together to look more and more like you. That the holiness that comes from spending time with you will carry over into every area of our life. For people that have been wounded and abused, I pray the Holy Spirit right now would soothe. Those that have been rejected and let down, I pray today you'd feel the Holy Spirit reminding you that you're God's pick. those that want to keep everything in control and get so frustrated with those around you. I pray for a new patience today by the Holy Spirit that you would represent Jesus in a whole new way. And it will be difficult. And I pray for those that are going to mess up even two seconds after this prayer ends and uh, that you would get them back up. They would not listen to Satan's voice. Get back up. It's too much to explore. It's too much space to be discovered. God, remove all of the logs out of our eye so that we can gently help our friends and help our family to look more like you in this region and beyond. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.